This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. This week, we are talking to Spencer. If you don't know, he won the boxing date this past week, and he was was in the armed forces, so we are very excited to talk to him about that. And but first off, you know how we do. We got to get to our hot takes. So we're going to get into a couple of takes we have on this week's episode. But first, we're going to get into some rapid fire hot takes on some dating questions. Yes, 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 yes. Um, shout out to Spencer as well. Just, you know, represent for our fellow armed forces brethren. Love you, homie. Can't wait yes, to talk sir. to you today. Thank uh, you rapid for your service. Fire. Yes. I'm going to go. You want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Hit it, Mike. Let's do it. All right. Go, you go. Would you ask? your date's salary on a first date? No. I, I don't know. I think yeah. that's... Same. That's like... That's a, that's a little no. too much. That's that's well, like... Why, no. No. Do you like me as a person first? Like, what are we talking about? Can we get there first? Seriously. That's, you can pay very, bills, that's right? very superficial. It's like, how much do you make? No? Okay. Never exactly. mind. Exactly. No, no. Bye. I'm Next. out. <laughs> do you think it's acceptable to show up super late to a date, to a first date, without an excuse? Absolutely not. You don't show up late. Yeah, You know, I mean, the military, a- since we have Spencer on today, I have to say this. In the military, they taught us 15 minutes early means that you're on time. That, right. You know, that, that, I've heard that before. Yeah, it's, it's like if you're five minutes early, you're late, right? Or something if like that. five minutes early, you're late. If you're, if you're on time, you are super late. Gotcha. You draw 15 okay, minutes so before. Have some respect, everyone. Show up I have on time on date, to a though. date. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at least you gave an excuse, I've right? I've been late for a date. Yeah, you excused yourself. All right, yeah. go ahead. What about you? Uh... Yeah, man, you got to have an excuse. At least, I mean, if you have super, if you show up super late, that's there's no excuse for that. So you got to give an excuse, no excuse, and I think exactly. it's disrespectful. So I would expect them to. I wouldn't be mad if they left and just left me standing there. So depends on how much time, but yeah, but after enough time, you <laughs> true, can leave. True. Next question: Would you ever ask to take a selfie of you both and upload it to social? No, I, I don't know Hell you like that. No. <laughs> like, what you what, taking what a are we going steady from? right now? Are we like, dating yeah, like, already? Hey, this is no soft launch. Like, no. Yeah, well, that would be a hard launch. A selfie? That's that's. And a selfie I, is a yeah. <laughs> you know, I know some really nice guys that wouldn't know how to like stop that from happening. It would just be awkward. They take it. A would, selfie. They would just be like. <laughs> in a picture, they, you know what I mean? They'd be like hitting be so them up after, like, uh, can you? Would you mind taking? Can that you delete down? that? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. funny. All right, you would got? you would you burp in front of your date? Hell yeah, depending on what I'm eating. I mean, what I'm drinking. <laughs> so this, first this date, is, this is no life. matter what. I'm not going to try to burp, but like if it happens, it happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, you excuse And then I'll yourself. probably make a joke about it. If it happens, it happens. I'm not I'm not going to be holding my uh, gastric bypass for you. My gastric bypass. <laughs> that was yeah, so I, ignorant. We're keeping I, it in. <laughs> I would I would try to reserve all bodily function noises to a minimum especially the first day i mean later on down the line you know it's gonna come out right so at that point you excuse yourself anyway but i don't know not the first date though mike i don't know do you think you'd ever get your phone out and make sure you're following each other on social media before uh no i definitely would not be following them maybe check out their profile but i wouldn't follow them right i mean i would maybe check out their profile but i'm not following them yeah, no, 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 no. During a like, first date, or like, yeah, that's weird. It's like, hey, you yeah. want to follow each other right now? <laughs> like, yeah. as soon as you sit I down. I think, but eat. I also think, Brian, we're older, and so like, that's not our. Like, I, I was dating before social media. You know, I'm a- aging myself, but it is what it is, right? Yeah. And so, that's not really a. I don't have to be following you to go on a date with you. Okay, let's see. Would you perform PDA on a first date? Hell yeah, I, I, I am. And now, if my lady doesn't like it, then we're not going to do it. 
right? But if you asking me, do I like it? I let other people know that's my girl, bro. We, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't believe I'm, in not I'm smacks. Let's go. <laughs> like I'm okay with kissing on the first date. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally okay. I, like again, if you feel it, if it, you're in the moment and it feels right, and both parties are consenting, go for it. I don't have a problem with that. I will say I have been known to say, and I have been known to do, not give a kiss on the first date. I yeah, have. that's it, cool. It's just like were you yeah, not feeling it? Like oh, there's been times I've definitely was feeling it, and she still didn't kiss on the first date. Oh, you, like, you just, held out. You made him wait a little bit. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a slow burn, baby. They, they just wanted you even more. They just wanted you even more. <laughs> uh, right. Is it okay to repeatedly scroll on your phone and/or text? No, that's just rude. Yeah, I mean, are you are you even there on a date? I mean, what are you doing if you're on your phone? I, and actually, texting? that's not even rude. That's a wonderful way for me to know that you're not for me. So I actually appreciate that. You helped me a lot of yeah. time. You helped me it's with like a lot of time. There will be no second date. Uh, yeah, no. Can you imagine going to the bathroom for ages to call a friend? Personally, no, but I feel that some people do that. So they go to the okay. bathroom, call a friend, maybe get that, you know, excuse train out and, you know, have them. Uh, what's that? I got a question for you. Have you ever like text your homie on a slide and be like, bro, I need you to call me 15 minutes? Never. I've never I have done definitely that. done that. I have have you, was the date that bad? Yes, because I was like, I was, I'm like one of the dudes that are typically going on the nicer side when it comes to dating. And like, if it's just that bad, I will have a homie call me like, I'm sorry, I got to go. It's an emergency. <laughs> I've 100 percent done it. I'll put myself on front street. I don't care. I Let like, me get a rain check. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have actually I've just I'll just suffer through the date and, you know, there will, will be no I second will. date. Um, all right. Go ahead. Uh, would you talk mind? about your ex? I mean, I'll try not to, but I mean, yeah. shit. If the if the conversation comes up and we're tar- you know talking about exes and you know we're both going back and forth about it, I wouldn't mind. But yeah, pro- probably good to keep your ex out of the conversation on the first date. I would say if you can, then do so. But if the conversation calls for it and if it's warranted, then there's nothing wrong with it. It's depending on how you speak about them. If you're speaking about your ex derogatorily, like overtly like extremely, like not one decent thing, then just say nothing at all because I probably would say, well, damn, what's wrong with you? And you definitely don't want to be the only one talking about the ex, so I feel like it has yeah. to be like a back and forth. And yes, I agree with you. I wouldn't be talking. I, I, like I'd actually give correct. as little detail as possible, maybe just, just overall just, themes, yeah. as, uh, if anything. Uh, do you think it's okay to ask them if they want to get married and have kids? Absolutely so. I'm 34 now, years old. Yes. You ain't got time to waste. Yeah, uh, especially on I'm, these uh, bachelor, you know, bachelor, bachelorette. I mean, they're talking about that right away. That's important. If that's something you want out of life, then why not get that out of the way? I don't think that's that bad. No, not at all. But let me ask you this, Brian. On the first date, would you cook at their house? Would I cook at their house? Yeah, their house, not your house. Their house. Yeah, I don't see a problem with that. I mean, if if she invited, <laughs> if the, if the woman invited me over. And was like, hey, why don't you cook dinner for us? I don't know. I think that's kind of romantic. I'd go over there. I'd be a little out of my element. It's not a kitchen I know. I don't know where all the utensils are. Yeah. I may be a little lost, but I wouldn't mind. I, I need to be good, a good cook, though. <laughs> like, no, I don't I'm even not, think you need to be a good cook. I mean, for you, maybe. I mean, I, are you going to go over there and cook up some trash? <laughs> what? Nah, for me, it's just like I, I wouldn't do it. I would ask to do something else because I personally wouldn't feel comfortable in her home. Like on first, like right then and there. Yeah. Like I guess for, she, a, for a date, nah. Yeah, I guess she would have to make you feel comfortable because, like, she's probably the one that invited you, right? I mean, if she's cool with it, I don't know. I mean, yeah, she's cool with it, but then I'm. So okay, I'm break. Let's let's just do it. If, girl cooking for me on first date, I'm probably gonna like her a lot. She could call me on first day. You know, like, what's up, baby? You know, I'm, I'm the key I'm, to a man's heart be, is through his stomach. Yeah, I might not be paying attention to catching the things I need to catch. You know, especially the food, good. It hit right. Oh, <laughs> I might not catch what I need to catch. So that's why I would say, let's just can we go out and eat? Okay. Uh, what about uh, getting drunk? Getting drunk on a first date. Yeah, if we ain't getting drunk, getting really drunk, no, getting really drunk. <laughs> uh, no, I probably wouldn't be getting really drunk. I probably wouldn't even get drunk. Be honest, okay. And to be I, honest, I could I could go without alcohol too. You know, true, true. I'm definitely. I wouldn't mind, drink, but I, I wouldn't like, mind getting. I, I could go without. 
I wouldn't mind getting drunk, but I'm yeah, not, not, drunk, too, but drunk. I ain't not like, too drunk. Yeah, you ain't gonna have to walk me out. Like I'm not exactly, saying my, yeah. my boys' bachelor party. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna be none of that. Don't don't uh, get sloppy. Don't get sloppy. Let me ask you this: Have you ever been catfished on a date? Yeah. Don't you remember that story I told you, that first Tinder okay. date? She did yeah, not she look has... like she did in her pictures. So would you ghost them if they catfished you? Yeah. I, I, I mean, know let's say the right terminology for this. But, you, know. already, you already violated, you know, you already lied to me, essentially. So it's like, I don't know. I just feel like that's disrespectful. I mean, ghosting, I'd do it in a nice way. Like, hey, listen, just wasn't feeling it. I'd let them down. But yeah, it definitely, yeah. Wouldn't be a, it definitely wouldn't be a second date if for I got sure, catfished. For sure. For sure. What about you? Um, yeah, I'm gone. Gone. Yeah. Simple yeah. as that. I'll make up some excuse. I'll make something up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. Would you wait for them to pay at dinner on a first no, date? No, not at all. Zero percent. No. Yeah. Agreed. Normally, there's been times. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah, yeah, nah, I'm not. I wouldn't be waiting for you. No. 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 <laughs> I will add to that though. It is attractive if she's like, oh, can I, I want to pay? You know. It's like, girl, girl, I got this. I would like her to, you know, allow me to pay. But if she's like insistent on paying, then I would. You know, yeah, right, cool. true. Yeah, but I would I would want to pay. Yes, I would want to pay. So Agreed. let me ask you this. Would you help yourself to a taste of their food? Mm, only if she fed me. But I would not yeah, like. She does it first. I would not grab, go ahead and. Yeah, yeah, I would not reach over and grab seal. something from her plate. Yeah, she has to break that seal. And I'm not going to be like overtly like oh my god what is that you know staring <laughs> like making her feel like i'm pressuring her to make her give me some of her food i wanted yeah I agreed When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Are you still checking out other people in the restaurant? I mean, to me, the answer is obviously no. But like, if she's like mi futura reina or my future queen, <laughs> so so if a baddie walks by, a baddie walks by. I personally, and, and you know, I'm gonna get some some shame on this. I personally feel like when I'm on a date, my woman is the baddest in the game. Period. Mm. You just, period. You just made a lot of a lot of women happy out there with that answer. Uh, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, you gotta you gotta stay focused on what you have in front of you. So I agree with yeah. that. Uh, go ahead. So let me ask you this then: Would you slip out the back door if you didn't fancy them? No, I wouldn't. I'd I'd be a man. I'd sit. I, I'd I'd sit in the trenches, and I, I've done this before. Like I wasn't yeah. feeling a date. I just wrote it out. We had dinner. You know, we had a nice time, but it just wasn't in the cards for us. And I'd let him down after that. Pretty much. I agree with you. What do you got? Uh, would you ever start talking about your future together and referring to you both as we? What kind of question is that, people? <laughs> <laughs> Psycho. No. Psycho. You know, no, it's not happening. Like, no, no, no. That's no. I'm trying to get to know you, not we. Oh, man. All right. Well, apparently that's all the questions we have. So hopefully yes. y'all gain something out of that. But now we got to get to some of the takes on uh, this week's episode. So, Mike, what are the overall themes yeah. that you saw in this week's episode? Yeah, a few things. I, you know, the show, the show is so beautiful the way that they'll show one thing. You'll be like rooting for somebody. Right. And then all of a sudden. They show something about the same exact person. You're like, bro, why did you just do that? <laughs> so what I'm talking about specifically is 
What's my man's name when he was talking about his dog? Hayden and Rambo is the dog. Yes, Rambo. So when he was talking about Hayden and what he said at first, I felt for him. I did. I personally do think, and Hayden, you can hate me, I don't really care. It's just my personal opinion, though. I felt that he said that to try to be vulnerable. Yeah. And like, even though I feel that way, I still feel that Rachel could have shown him a bit more. But then the moment, the next very next moment, he's an asshole again. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I would have, like, I definitely was sympathizing with him, empathizing with him in the sense that I have a dog. I absolutely love Copper. I can't even imagine what he's going through. So mm-hmm, just mm-hmm, with that, mm-hmm. and I got to agree with you. I feel like, you know, Tino came in to interrupt their one-on-one time and, you know, she could have said, hey, give me a minute, you know, just, I guess, being aware of the situation, like this guy's Correct. basically spilling his heart, whether it was, you know, his story for whatever reason he was, he was telling that story in the moment. It was a sad situation, um, and I think she could have maybe, you know, just given him a little bit more time and then excused him a, a little bit better than she did. But the rest of the episode, he was an ass. I mean, like he was. He was. It was like, bro, I'm like, why did I even try for a second to sympathize with you? Yeah, you know? and it just looks like, I mean, he was just talking shit the entire time, and like, I don't exactly like. Do you not know that these other dudes are not? On your side, like they are I wish I your enemy. They're your competition. They will go straight to Rachel and rat exactly. on your ass. Like, I why would you be saying I was all watching that stuff? the show live? If I was watching the show live, I would have tweeted because the Bachelor producers got them receipts. Oh, Best yeah. believe. Oh yeah, I love. They like, got them uh, receipts, and so yeah, they will. They will <laughs> copy and paste it back up on the screen so all of us fans can listen like, and watch. If y'all didn't yes. hear him earlier in the show, like this is yeah, what this he is said. what he said, and then you're like, oh. Well, he did say that, you know, so they got the receipts for sure. I think that at times like the uh, on The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise and other uh, shows that I won't name because, you know, they're not the Bachelor franchise. Right. But like we want to see that vulnerability. But I need people to realize your five dollars of vulnerability may or may not be something that's of great value, depending on who it is. I remember I, the example I use is like when you give tithing to the church. My great grandma might give five dollars to the church and it's a lot. Right. If I give five dollars to the church, it's not a lot. And I'm talking about in in terms of like income, for example. Right. So you can give someone some vulnerability and it's not that deep. You know, so what so what are you saying that what he was saying about Rambo to Rachel necessarily wasn't that deep or. No, I feel that that situation was deep. I don't feel that it was his most vulnerable position to be in. And I'm not saying that he needed to be, nor he wanted to be, or was trying to be. I'm simply saying in general, so outside of him, but just in general, I think that a lot of times people try to show vulnerability, but they're just giving half-ass vulnerability, if that makes sense, or surface level stuff that they feel like, okay, I gave her something or I gave him something of vulnerability. Now I pass the baton back to you. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, Yes, that was, I feel like, a vulnerable situation. I don't know if it was necessarily anything that he was saying that was going to advance his relationship with Rachel. But at the same time, everything that he was saying about Rachel and Gabby, I mean, I have the receipts here to paraphrase. Comparing my ex to them and they don't hold a candle to her. Mm-hmm. I don't see how a, any guy in her uh, guy in her can think about marrying these girls. I don't see. That was I don't see how any guy in here can think about marrying these girls is what he said. That was terrible to say. That was terrible to say. That was I mean, for real, for real. That was one of the, the bro, get the hell and, out of it all. Get off and my then, screen. And then he said, B-I-T-C-H, then maybe you shouldn't use that word to describe yourself then. Like, I mean, bro, you're saying this get out loud. Like, yeah, seriously, like just just play. You're planning your exit, your funeral right now. I mean, that's that's disrespectful. And yeah, you, I mean, Meatball you know took the funny that. Thing? Oh, Meatball for the win, homie. Yeah, Meatball <laughs> took that. I mean, granted, you know how I feel about people who go. That's the thing. She He goes and tells Rachel about Hayden and he didn't advance his relationship with her whatsoever. So at that point, like those types of guys, I was like, you're not you're going to get you're going to be sent home eventually. So your role right now is just to basically transfer that information to the bachelorette. You don't like those individuals. This is true. You're, but, you're, you're on record saying that. <laughs> yes. It, but, you know, it was uh, it needed to be said. By somebody, and he's just it needed to one. be said for sure. Yeah. And what hated, I, I was, you know, how I'm always not always, but a lot of times I'm like, yo, I can't wait to see you in paradise. I would love for you to go to paradise. I don't feel that way about him. About Hayden, 
Yes, yeah, okay. he's he uh, can no. just disappear. To be quite honest, but I mean, yeah, he, he just might all be a great stuff. guy. He might be great. We might meet in person. He might, you know, kick it. But as of today, that's what I, my the, the, what I've saw of him, what I've seen. It's enough for me to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, another, uh, I guess, hot topic on the show. There was show. a huge one. Say it, please say it. Oh man, Logan, Logan, yes, my thank guy. You. Thank you. Uh, thank you. So basically, Logan, as you all saw, he started. Missing Gabby, like after basically accepting a bunch of roses from Rachel, uh, especially back in the mansion, he accepted that rose. And then all of a sudden he started having feelings, you know, towards Gabby, he started missing her. And now he's in a pickle. <laughs> he <laughs> he basically accepted Rachel's rose at the end of the episode. What are your thoughts on that? Should have he should had he accepted that rose knowing what is going on in his brain? Absolutely, unequivocally, no. But prior to that, I do want to say I'm not absolutely unequivocally no. When he accepted Rachel's ro uh, rose, original the rose. previous original yes. rose, when he accepted it previously, I wasn't like completely against him. Uh, but now he absolutely knows in his heart who he wants, and he wants Gabby. His ass was wrong. How do you feel? Here's the thing: I could see both sides of it, right? Yes, the right thing to do is in that rose ceremony. When Rachel says, do you accept my rose? He should have said no. Here's the thing, though. What happens in that scenario? He's like, Gabby, can I speak to you for a moment? They go off to the side. They talk. They have a, 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 a conversation on the side. She might send him home right there. His time is done. Correct. What he did do was accept the rose in order to have to get out of that situation of the rose ceremony, move forward and then maybe have a more private conversation with Gabby where, you know, emotions are down because it's like, bruh, you would have just rejected her girlfriend and then said that he liked you. So it would have been a lot. Right. So I get why he didn't do it. But the right thing, I think, would have been to just, hey, I, I made my bed. I got to sleep in it. I got to tell her right now. I, Does that I, make I, sense? I yeah, completely. I get why he didn't do it. I think the reason he didn't do it was because he was looking out for Rachel's feelings, which I it's going to hurt regardless. Doing, but but, yes. at, but at the same time, he's only making that hurt even more. The cut is going to hurt even deeper by extending it. That's what he's yeah. doing by extending it. He's making the cut hurt even deeper. So that's why he was wrong. I see he would. What I what I feel he should have done was take both of them prior to the rose ceremony. Hey, I know we didn't get to do a, a ceremony today. Or we didn't get to have a cocktail party, but I know this is Rose Ceremony. I can't, may I please speak to both of you? Yeah, I, I would have done anything and everything to make time. Like, oh, Jesse, the Rose Ceremony's canceled? No, no, it isn't. <laughs> like, I need to talk to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have made, I would have gone to their room. Whatever needed to happen, I would have made sure that I talked to both Rachel and Gabby before that ceremony. But I now agree. you're right. It's going to extend it. It's going to hurt even more. But here's the thing. Like, I'm sure in his mind, he's like, I'm not going to get the time here that I need with Gabby. So I need to do what I got to do right now, even though it's going to hurt Rachel, regardless of whether when he does it, it's going to hurt. So he's I'm sure he's thinking, I love Gabby. You know, at the end of this, like I, he's looking out for himself. He wants to be happy. He wants her to be his girl. And like I get it. But yes, it is. It's an effed up situation all around. <laughs> it's an effed up situation. Honestly, I can say it because I ain't on show no more. I feel I feel for you, bachelorettes. I feel for the fellas. Somebody wanted some drama. But somebody that I do want to talk about with that we haven't gotten to see much time with, but I know they beat somebody ass on the episode, is our beautiful guest today, Spencer. Let's talk it out with the homie. Clark Kent himself, a.k.a. Spencer, a.k.a. Mike Tyson in the ring. How you doing today, man? <laughs> Hey, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good to be here. Happy to have What's you up? on, Spencer. Good, man. Good, good. So Thanks. talk to us, man. How are you? Yes. Uh, uh, feeling good after last night. Uh, it was fun. That was a pretty amazing date, to be honest with you. Um, we didn't get to see a lot of the highlights. Uh, a lot of the guys enjoyed it, for sure. Um, but no, it was a great experience last night. Feeling pretty good, for sure. Well, you got come on. It's just the fellas talking. Like, how did that make you feel? Just being like the knockout king of the night. Like, what, what was the, the champ? Was, you were the champ. Of the yeah. Night. What are the guys saying yeah, to you that champ. we didn't get to see back home watching? Uh, no, I got a lot of texts from some guys um, for sure throwing support. Uh, a couple from some of my old instructors. Uh, I, I took. Uh, I think I was the only one with maybe some boxing experience. I think Quincy oh. had some too. 
Um, but I took uh, I w- at West Point. I took boxing class, so I had some some skills uh, left in the tank. Damn, I think. these guys didn't uh, know. These guys didn't know what was coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was good. I, I think that uh, those French trainers were they were something else too. He, the the female she could knock me out too. Uh, they were awesome, uh, but no, it, I got a lot of text, a lot of support, um, and again, it was just interesting coming from boxing class. I don't know what is it, eight years ago now. Um, you know, I ended up using those skills uh, on a bachelorette in in France. You know, eight years later, who, so who did that one coming? Who did thought? Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm glad you represented for the military. To be honest, you're you're my armed forces brother, so I'm happy for that. Thank you for your service. And yeah, no, thank you, you, Airman First Class. I appreciate it. <laughs> Someone's looked up some stuff. Uh, I haven't heard that so long. Um, you said the, you said the female instructor. Come on, Spencer. We both know. All three of us know that any woman that is an instructor is going to kick your ass. It's it's just oh universal yeah. law. She, universal. She law. was an absolute rock star. I think I could only kick. We they didn't let kicking uh, in the actual like boxing events, but the French form that they taught us throughout the day, kicking was involved. Uh, and I can't kick above my hip, but she could smack me in the face with her with her leg, foot, no problem. So we were just very happy we didn't have to fight those guys at the end of that. So who was your yes. opponent in the ring? Uh, so I fought Kirk. I was actually the last fight. I'm not sure in what sequence that they showed the fights happen. Uh, I fought Kirk, uh, and he was actually an animal out there. He's a college football coach. Um, I think you guys probably know that, but, you know, four weeks now. Um, so he was an animal uh, in the ring. He was giving motivational speeches to us throughout the day. He was uh, he had a lot of high energy. So it was it was there a tough go. fight for sure. There you go. Who surprised you the most out there? Ooh, who surprised me the most? Yeah. Actually, Quincy didn't tell anyone he had experience until like the very end. So Quincy actually had like best form. Honestly, Quincy, I got to be honest with you. Uh, it looked like a real fight. My Kirk was a brawl, right? We were going back and forth, a lot of high energy. Quincy, you know, was making the right combos, the right punches at the right time. So also a guy I'm happy he didn't have to have, have to fight. Besides okay. The Mike, see, my, Miami representing a little bit over right there. <laughs> a little bit. He went, you know, a little bit. <laughs> we <laughs> rag, we rag Miami Spencer, we rag. I'm from Miami, but a couple of Miami guys lately haven't been too great. So the last you know, Miami gotta, guys haven't done too much. We got to show out for some positive talk there about some Miami guys. But... Is there anybody that you would have liked to see have seen Duke it out in the ring? Uh, between just any of the contestants, like any guys. particular matchups. Any of the contestants? That's a tough one. I don't know. I would have loved to see Jesse in there, but again, I don't want. I wouldn't want to fight Jesse. He's still still a pretty big boy. Um, but the contestants, I don't know. On the other side, Avon's pretty strong. He's deceptively deceptively strong. We're working out at the house together in the mansion. Uh, Back in LA, he's 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 pretty strong. Uh, so we were we were kind of thought the whole day we were gonna have to fight Rachel's guys. Actually, that was kind of where we thought that would go. In. Uh, and then they kind of put a spin mm. spinball on us and said you have to fight each other. Uh, but I would like to see Avon in there for sure. Seems like a good competitor too. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and. What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, Spencer, have you ever watched the show prior? Uh, I have. I actually, so I grew up uh, kind of watching it here and there. My mother and sister, you know, they, they watch they watch The Bachelor. They watched it for a while. I think I, my earliest memory of the show was watching the Jordan Rogers season when he was on that. Um, and then I actually grew up with someone Mike knows. His name is Connor S. Um, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Were, uh, we <laughs> yeah. were swimming competitors growing up. So when he was on uh, your season, Mike, I actually yes. I got involved. Um, and ever since then, I've kind of stayed in touch with, you know, I guess I'll, I'll say the main characters, right? Um, went to, into Pete's season um, and it kind of just trickled on now through here. Uh, I think the first full full season I watched was this last season, right? Um, because of Gabby and Rachel. Was your family okay, well, always like well, you? You could be a good a good candidate for this uh, for this Bachelorette show. Oh, uh, not necessarily. I don't think so. Um, and maybe Mike and I can talk about this a little bit. But going from kind of the military to you know, yes, the bachelorette isn't exactly a, 
an interesting it's it's it is an interesting transition it's not normal right um i wasn't you know in front of the camera a lot right i can brief i could go you know give a brief on xyz things to so and so and so and so but um talking about your feelings and being open and emotional and kind of feeling not the pressure or the weight but just feeling like you're representing a certain part of society right and they're watching you to see how you do it's it's an added stress so i don't necessarily think that my family thought that I, I should or would go on it. Um, when I did, they, they I had 100% of their support, but it was definitely interesting to transition from military lifestyle and acting a certain way into, you know, talking about being vulnerable, right, with the bachelorettes, uh, you know, in front of how many I, I, people. I love that you said that. I've never once been able to speak about this with someone else that understands so that aspect. And so I, I'm so happy you said that. I want to get more into that. But first, I want to go back to the, to the you watching the show. Is there anyone, since you've watched a couple seasons, anyone outside of Connor, Connor asks, I'm sure we'll kick it in Texas, that you would have loved to see in that ring with you from different seasons? Anyone from different seasons. Yeah. Uh, Before you answer that, though, Spencer, like how, can you just give us like uh, some stats or how tall are you? How much do you weigh? Because I feel like we got to, it's got to be a good matchup. It's got to be a good matchup. Good matchup. I'm about 6'1", 200 pounds. Um, okay. I Big boy. I think I entered, yeah, like yeah I was naturally small though. I was a cross country runner in high school. Uh, I was about 155, 160 naturally. Just good, you know, just working out. Um, just put on that, put on that size, man. <laughs> yeah, put it on size. Yeah, so 6'1", 200. Um, slower runner now right because of that but um but no those are the stats i don't know i mean i, I don't really think that it's always tough to judge people who who are here and especially if you're going through this experience uh, you know i completely understand why certain things happen uh you know mm-hmm. and why certain people are the way they are on the show it's stressful um i think that the only real person and again i don't know these people personally just based yeah. on the show uh, i think i think again watching connor season probably probably luke when that guy came back out of nowhere Luke, um, uh, Luke Parker. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, Luke, yeah. He's actually he's, 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 he's a he's a stocky guy too. He might you might he get him a little bit right. on. Right? Yeah, he, he was ready like to throw hands maybe. when he came back. Right? Yeah. yeah, he was ready to throw uh, hands when he came back. Um, he I don't know. Just throw hands, but he had, no, never. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. I, everyone else has seemed like they've been great. Um, you know, again, too tough to judge people in the past, but I guess maybe that's the only one that comes to mind on top of my head. No, for sure. Luke is actually a, uh, he's a good person. He's un, un, misunderstood at times. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about, you know, you were saying you don't know these previous, don't know all the previous contestants, but then being scared uh, of what things could be. Were you scared when you were having to, which was scarier, having to be in the ring on national TV or having to give a speech to Gabby on national TV? Um. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, it beforehand, I think giving the speech to Gabby sounded sounded. I guess I don't know if you use the word scarier, intimidating, um, intimidating. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a better word. Um, in the moment, though, it was actually really easy. I, I got to be honest with you. Um, the longer I was, you know, getting to know, you know, the girls over this process, the easier it is to kind of open up, right? Um, so if you ask me on day one, you know. I would have been like, wow, this is, yes, very, very nervous. But last night um, or on the last episode, it was really easy just getting to look at her and just tell her, you know, what I see in her, what I love about her. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot easier than I thought. Um, the fight kudos was harder. Uh, say again? No, I was just saying kudos to her for making you feel comfortable in that situation. Oh, yeah. You know? she, she, <laughs> she is amazing in a million different ways. Um, but... Yeah, the, the fight was harder too. Just Kirk, Kirk, Kirk came out of nowhere. Um, again, football coach, he's a fighter. Um, but no, I, the ring is where I feel comfortable too. So, um, I, you know, it, it, it's tough to choose, uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. I know that, uh, you know, making us fight isn't exactly the most ideal way to, you know, get, get to know the girls, but um, I think it was great. We got to show our personality, who we are, what we like to do, um, and we're kind of really tell Gabby what we love about her. And what did how did you feel after receiving Gabby's group date rose after coming out on top? It was it actually it, it meant a lot because I don't think maybe some of the viewers have seen some of the connection that that we've had so far. Um, and getting to again, I think Mike and I kind of have, have mentioned on it here, talk about you know our, our shared you know military understanding and just kind of what maybe has bonded us over the last couple episodes. Um, getting that group date rose from her kind of. You know, you're competing with 
what is it, you know, at, at that point, nine, eight other guys for attention. It's tough to feel, to not know where you are, you know, with the girl that you're dating. So to get that rose meant a lot. It really did. Um, you know, it was super exciting in the moment, right? Um, and, and there's, you know, cameras on you and all this stuff, but it really does kind of make you feel like it's just you two. Um, you know, all of the hustle and bustle is, is quieted down and it's just you guys and you're actually just talking. So Spencer, man, so obviously we saw you and Gabby connect over your shared respect for the armed forces. And we just want to take a little bit of a deeper dive into that. So talk to us about the branch of the military that you served in. Uh, so I served in the army for the past, uh, you know, four and a half, five years. Uh, but I started at, at the United States Military Academy at West Point. Um, I entered there in that, uh, at 13, in 2013. Thanks, Mike. Um, 2013, uh, graduated in 2017, uh, and then you know was active as an as an officer for the past four and a half five years. Amazing, nice. amazing. Yeah. So I have to know, like, can you take us back, like, before that, because we all have a military story. I just spoke about this yesterday. One of my uh, my good my, my battles, my military friend, uh, literally just yesterday. <laughs> for you, battles, what was battles. that? Yeah, battle, but I didn't. You know, I'm trying to use the terminology <laughs> that everyone understand. What was that for you? Yeah prior to going to West Point? Because for people that don't know, please like explain. That's not a small feat. That's pretty huge, right? And significant. Maybe not to you and all your West Point buddies, but like for those outside, that's, that's super huge and significant. So was it like, I'm always going to West Point? Was I'm always joining the military? And if so, the army, like what was that backstory? Uh, I appreciate Thank you, Mike. I actually appreciate the respect there. Um, anyone who serves is, is all my respect. It's just the, matter, the path that you take there is just maybe unique to you. Um, I think my mind started when I was a freshman in high school. I went to my older cousin's graduation of West Point in 2010. Um, and I was just a kid. What are you when you're a freshman in high school? 14, 15? Um, and so you go to graduation and there's, you know, Apache flyover. I think uh, the president was the guest speaker that year. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. This is really cool. You know, I could, I could do this. You're 14, 15, seeing machines fly. And and important people all around you. Um, I didn't see the 47 months of, you know, kind of hard work that went in before that, right? Uh, I just kind of saw the end, the graduation. So that's where it all started. That's where it inspired me. Um, I had grandfather serve in, in the Navy, actually, in, in World War II. So I know all those great uncles, you know, um, so, so somewhat of a military family as well. Um, and that's where my journey started. Um, the application process is is strange. You have to get nominated by, you know, a congressman or a senator. You interview uh, th through that process to these service academies, those other ones being um, the Naval Academy in Annapolis and, and Air Force in, in Colorado Springs. Um, but I got my first acceptance to West Point. Um, and when that happened, I kind of dropped my applications to uh, Annapolis gotcha. and, and Air Force. Did you um, apply for any yeah. other uh, branches? Uh, j no, just, so just, uh, the Navy and the Air Force. I didn't really consider the Coast Guard, um, as much so. Yeah. And, and I did do a semester there though. Yeah. You did? Okay. So, I did. Yeah. So, so having, you did apply for the Army, uh, the Navy and the Air Force. I, yes, I did. Okay. Uh, I but you. once again, well, I think I, my first acceptance came through was, was West Point. Uh, West Point, Army, um i just you know I, I took that i was you know west point um that's where i you know saw my cousin graduate uh it's the one i'm most attached to gotcha. um we've had some some amazing leaders come out of there um you know who have led the country through through a lot mm -hmm. so um i just felt most inspired to go there it was a done deal after that so how did your family react when you told them that you were going to west point <sighs> um my dad was really excited. He was really proud of me. Um, and that made me happy to make my dad proud, right? Um, growing up as a, as a son, you want to make your dad proud, right? That's one of the things that made your feet in your life. You know, you want to do right by your old man. Um, so he was proud of me. My mom, she was a little nervous for sure. I, and she's a mom, she has a right to be. Um, but eventually uh, she she came around and she's, she's been super proud of me ever since. So supportive. Do you, do you have brothers and sisters or only child? I do. I have an older sister. Um, okay. She's great. Yeah, she's um, she's one of my best friends now. I think growing up, I was probably the annoying little brother, uh, but I think we've kind of grown up uh, and, and we just support each other holistically now. Um, nice. And she actually lives lives in New York City when I was at West Point. So West Point's, you know, an hour up the Hudson. So I would go and visit her when I could, um, you know, leave, uh, leave, leave campus and go go have fun with her in New York. Amazing. In regards, Amazing. In regards yeah. to family, uh, 
Mustache was an army captain when she's younger, so I know I still get on her nerves too, bro. But in regards to family, you know, you're, you said your your father was super excited for you to be going, you know, to the military. Was your mom super excited for you to be going on the bachelorette? Uh, I think no, now she is. She's um, at first she was just nervous, right? She's nervous about you know her her boy going on again for some of the same reasons that we talked about earlier, right? You're, representing kind of some interesting facets of society and and you know she every she wants you know everyone to you know like you know her son and those things um my dad again he was the one who was like all right we got to talk fashion you know shoes let's get this out like shorts, things like that we gotta yeah, have you going yeah, on looking good fashion. okay yeah you're, you're gonna be looking good you're my son you're gonna be looking good right that was his first thing uh and my mom was a little nervous but once i you know talked to her about like the reasons why and and you know i really cared about doing this um, and she was, you know, she's been a hundred percent supportive ever since, uh, and same with my sister. So they've been great. Did you know who was going to be the bachelorette at the time you, uh, you know, you got accepted to go on the show? I'm trying to remember the exact timeline. I think I found out I was going on the show. I got the offer, I think a few days before they made the announcement, uh, at the live after the final rose, I, I think that's when. Um, with Gabby and Rachel, um, and then I saw the announcement, and, and obviously, you know, I, I accepted my offer. So um, it was after watching the whole season through, uh, you know, having these two girls both be the bachelorettes, it was, you know, it was double, double excitement for sure, and, and anxiety driven, right? Now there's just now there's two girls, right? That you know you're 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 getting to know, and and there's a lot more kind of factors that come into play here. So you you mentioned some normally out. Well, first let me ask you this. So who did you want to do the bachelorette from the beginning? That's what, that was my question. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to make sure I ask that before my follow up. I was open to both. A absolutely right. Okay. There's no wrong. Um, you're finding that. the person that that you're you know that they're going to be your fiance, right? That's that's serious. Um, I always was attracted to Gabby's sense of humor, and I think I kind of mentioned that in the show the other night. So that was who I originally wanted to talk to, get to know. You know all these things i think you know i wanted to get to know rachel because you know she's she's also an amazing person she's there she's open to getting to know me um but i think you know gabby was just stood out to me again her sense of humor our shared you know background and when she was gabby was one of the bachelorettes you know i was already started leading that way nice nice you mentioned something when i asked yeah. you about your mother and how she felt about the show your response one of the things that you said was you, you know how important this is to me can you unravel that for us, please? You know, this is talking about like, so like, what did you mean when you told your mom, you know how important this is for me? Um, that's a good question, Mike. I'm gonna take a sip of water. <laughs> Fair enough, get your thoughts, thank Um, No, I, um, my mother just takes me seriously, right? Um, and she's gonna support me with what I find, you know, is important and serious to me. Um, my parents, I'll, I'll start here. My parents met at a Christmas party on December 19th and they got engaged 11 days later when the ball dropped on New Year's Eve. So then they've been together ever since 30 years. Wow. Um, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, pretty crazy. Um, the, yeah, the, it's, the, those two are amazing people. Um, and so when we started talking about this process, right, going, going through this, what this is like, um, you know, my parents, and especially my mom, was offering me advice. You know, it, it, this is quick, this is fast. You know, um, is this something that you'd be ready for? And, and I, you know, kind of went back with her. I was like, you know, you, you and my dad, we bet you guys have, you know, been together three years, meant eleven days. Um, and she was just nervous. She was like, it's, it's not the way, it's not the same way it is anymore, right? Don't people <laughs> times have changed. Times have changed. Uh, sure, and I think sure. that's just what she was most concerned about. Um, but she saw that I was serious. You know, I'm, I'm ready to find that person that I want to be engaged with. What was the advice um, that, like, what was the best advice that you got going in, whether it be from a family member, a friend? To the show? Um, I think just, you know, be, be open, be honest, be vulnerable. And again, that was tough at first. That was very hard for me. Um, and not to say that it wasn't hard for other people either. Um, everyone has their own struggle. Just for me being so serious and, and having a, a certain profession in my past, it was just hard for me to open up. But I'm really happy I had the advice beforehand to to be open and honest again. And that's what, what my mom told me as well. She was like, if you're going to do this, like you don't, you can't 
go 90%. You have to go 100%. It's like that. we watched the show. <laughs> like we, yeah. Yeah. we know, mom was we like, know how you got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, where are you at in your life in terms of like you're, you're, you're a polished individual, right? Uh, you know, you got some respect from outside people. You've done some pretty cool things. Uh, you're financially fit. You're young. Where are you at in terms of where you want to be in the next five years? What do you see for yourself? In five years, in terms of professional work or just like where I am like mentally, like headspace wise, family wise? Top six things, any category. No, not in order, but category. top six things. Um, okay. Because I know you're I a venture capitalist. Years- I know that you came from West Point. I know that you've been on the show. I, I'm, I'm painting a picture of who I see you as, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm yep. wondering, in five years, top six things that you would love to happen. Love to happen. I think so. Going to business school this fall, uh, and that's for a reason, right? I think that, mm-hmm. uh, and this speaks to kind of professional goals. We'll start there. Is I, I do, and I still do. I know you do too, Mike. You know, care about you know service. To the country, to the community, to people Absolutely. around you. However, however you can help, right? Um, this is kind of like a, a little little model I like to live by. Um, so professionally, I want to continue to serve after, right? We're no longer in uniform, but there are certain things that you can do from the private sector to help out defense and security. And, and I know that this is a you know a podcast geared, geared towards the best red. It's just again one of those passions I care about. Podcast is, you know, geared towards you are our guests. We want to know you. Okay. I'd appreciate that. Um, what I care about is, you know, the security of the United States and going forward. The country, this, you know, country's not perfect. We know that. We have a lot of flaws. We have flawed individuals. Um, things are always different. They're changing. Um, but I truly believe that going forward, I think this country has the resources and the capabilities to to push ourselves forward. You know, as as as, a, as humans, right? Um, so from a private sector, I. I would like to, again, go in with venture capital, invest in technologies that, you know, help propel research and development within the military, giving our soldiers more new technologies, you know, you know, in the worst case scenario, right, if they need to use these. Um, that's where I'd like to be in five years is kind of spearheading that operation, linking Silicon Valley with the Pentagon. Relationship wise, where do I want to be in five years? Uh, about kids right it's weird you're getting older and the more you talk about kids and then all these different things um how old are you right now crazy life. Look at I. Uh, i'm 27 right now 27 okay okay so five yeah. years 32 uh, yeah five years 32 yeah no i i would i would love to have um you know a kid or two but i've always wanted to be a dad uh for sure my dad is he's been my role model my whole life um he made a career for himself um just off hard work and you know, again, continue to make your old man proud. I'd love to, you know, take the lessons he gave me and, and pass it down to, you know, my future son and daughter, you know, God willing. Have you no, been in a, like, prior to the show, were you, did you have, like, some serious relationships in your 20s? I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had a few. Yeah, 20s, as much as you can, uh, I had a, my first girlfriend was high school into college, um, and she's 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 awesome. Um, it didn't work out right. She's you know she went to a different school. West Point is is a whole other animal in itself. Yeah. Um, so so we, yeah, it just didn't work out. I think we were like 18, 19, 20, 21, something like that. So um, tough, uh, tough for young kids there. But um, did a couple more girls throughout my twenties. Um, you know, a few pretty serious, and I learned a lot from those relationships too. Um, I think. Learning what I can do better from past relationships is kind of what uh, I, you know, helped me on the show as well as kind of thinking about how I can be a better person, a better, better man, a better, you know, partner to to a girl. Um, What's your and I think flag, those bro? relationships. Say again. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, I was just saying, you know, taking it from the past, the mistakes I've made in the past, and 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 making myself into a better person, learning from them. And applying those to future relationships, right? My relationship with Gabby right now, I think, has just helped a ton. I so, do you think you sure. do you think that made you prepared for this type of situation where you know an engagement and a future marriage is on the line? 
Because, I, I mean, there, there's 100%. a lot of guys. I mean, Mike, you know, there's a lot of guys that come on this show that they just aren't ready, like straight up. Absolutely. You know I mean, they I haven't had the, the experience. They've, you know, been dealing with stuff and they're just not ready. You think you were ready coming on the show? I do. Yeah, I do. What are your red flags? You said, because you know, I'm asking this question, Spencer, because one, we all have red flags, right? Uh, two, I feel like you're honest enough to tell them. And three, uh, you mentioned that some of the things that you've done in your past have propelled you and helped you for, you know, a relationship with moving forward. So what would you say one of your red flags are? Red flags, I think is not trusting somebody, I think. And and, and I'm saying that not in a super serious sense, but even just like the little things, right? Like if I'm going out with my friends and we're watching the game or, you know, quote the game or whatever. um, And I, you know, I'm just not on my phone. I respond to 1am. that should be like okay in my mind, right? Or if, or if my partner is going out with the girls and she's doing her thing and they're at a you know bachelorette party doing their thing and I like you don't get a call or a text, like that's okay in my opinion. I think that's when you start to not trust those people, you start to doubt and and you always kind of have to know where this person is, where they are, who they're with. That is a big red flag for me because it just shows that there's no that the, the relationship isn't built on anything. It's it's you know it's not built on trust and that's I think kind of the cornerstone of where I like to see my relationships go is being built on trust. Gotcha. So not having a cell phone on the show is easy for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that, that's one way to put it. No, no, either one, one good way to put it. Uh, tell me about what you've learned, man, about in regards to relationships. What has been the biggest takeaways from what you learned at West Point? The biggest takeaway from what I learned at West Point. Oh boy, <laughs> there's a lot of lessons there. Um, I can imagine. I think it's just the. The, and and this might speak to just mil, military life in general. Mike, you probably you might resonate with this. It's just working very hard, um, knowing that you deserve something, right? And then just not getting it, not get whatever it is. Thanks. You know, you you ran two miles in ten minutes and you crushed this workout or this trial, but you didn't get the offer to join the team. You know. And I just had so many moments of those over the course of my, you know, I'll, I'll say eight and a half, nine year kind of army lifestyle. Uh, it's hard. It's a, it's a gut punch every single time. Um, it gets slightly easier every time, but it just never goes away. Um, and you just have to get comfortable with that gut punch and then moving on to the next task. It's like a lot I of learning lessons that, you know, yeah. prepare you for life and stuff. Um, I want to know, like, take. go ahead, Mike. Now I was gonna say, Brian, my number one thing to, to, in regards to what you just said, Spencer, my number one thing I learned from the military, embrace the suck. Just embrace, <laughs> just embrace yeah, the suck. Yes, it's not, not going away. You have yeah, to. Yeah, it's there. Hey, it but it. it makes you stronger in life, right? I mean, I could yeah, totally, totally yeah. feel you guys on that. I wanna know, like, take people inside, take the audience inside West Point. Like, what is some of the wildest, tell us a wild story that happened at West Point <laughs> that like people are like, have no idea what you <laughs> were going through at stories, the time. Spencer. Don't tell those wild stories. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't want West Point coming after me. The West Point <laughs> yeah. publicist. A PG-13 version, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe just a misconception is that we were a very, like, locked in, straight away group of people, uh, you know, men and women, boys and girls, however you want to view these these cadets, college kids. Um, at the end of the day, we are college kids, and we do like to have fun. Um, so, you know, on the weekends when, you know, maybe – there's a big bowl, maybe Alabama's playing Auburn in the Iron Bowl and everyone, you know, at those colleges are out. Um, it's not like we're just, you know, studying military tactics. You know, we'll, we'll I'm glad you, you know, we'll, we'll, link, we'll link our Xboxes, you know, we'll play Halo. We would do all those things, uh, play floor hockey in the hallway. Um, we do like to have fun. Um, and some of the most creative people I've ever met uh, were West Point cadets and wore uniform every day. Um, but they are just some of the most hilarious, most personable people I've ever met. Um, and just getting to know them was was, was great. I love that you said that, man. Thank you for saying that. You know, another thing that you and I have in common is that after we both left service, we went and got into the finance field. So I'm curious, like, why did you get into the financial field? What was that motivation? We mentioned slightly on those those long-term goals, five years from now, 10 years from now, what you want to be doing. Um, So that was part of the reason. The other one is I had a role model of mine who uh, I actually grew up with. Uh, I've kind of followed him. Uh, maybe his whole career. Um, his name is Sam, Sam Ellis. He went to my high school. He was a West Point grad of 2012, um, and he was an intelligence officer. And then he um, got out and co-founded a startup, and he went through the entrepreneur journey. 
and he founded his own firm, uh, venture capital firm, which is where I'm an analyst at right now. Um, well, for another couple of weeks until I go to go to grad school. Um, and you know, we, he's since partnered with another firm, and, and and he's doing amazing things. But that watching him go through this growth cycle and be in a position where he is, you know, serving the country, seeing the both the pros and the cons of how the military operates, and then using the private sector to his advantage and really propel research and development, tech, financing. That is kind of where I initially got my inspiration is, is from Sam. Um, there's there's no such thing as a you know, self-made man, self-made person. Correct. Sam has given me more life lessons um, you know, than I can name. Um, so I have him a lot to thank for, uh, and that's kind of what led me into the finance field was, was his you know, spearhead. Love that, love that. Very so cool. Sam Very basically cool. told you you can make a lot of money yeah. in this. No, <laughs> no, no it's Sam just, is the uh, blueprint. So talk about the show, man. Like has is have you seen anything that surprised you? I mean, I know you maybe caught a couple seasons here and there, but did, did anything surprise you on the show when you were there? Um, yeah, I think the maybe the first thing that surprised me is just how, how much time you spend with the rest of the cast. I didn't really think that you would, you know, be sitting down on the couch for eight hours a day, sometimes um, just talking up with the guys. And so I can see how some of the guys get so close, right? Mike and Connor, um, you just get close with these guys. I did not expect that. I didn't think it would be that way because you're both, you're all dating the same girl or girls, um, but you're friends, you know, so it, that's an interesting aspect of the show. So I can see how that can cause issues as well. Um, I also didn't think the, some of the people who work on the show, they're incredibly kind. They're not, you know, just that too. malicious people, they're not malicious people out there to get you right. I think the some monsters that they're painted to be yeah. out in the real world. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're, they're like these, some monsters who are like pulling strings all the way, but, um, they're incredibly kind to you uh, yeah. and all the way, you know, down to just like the, some of the handlers, you know, who, you know, wash dishes, right? Like that they're. They're great. They're some of the best people I've ever met, and and I did not expect that as well. That made my time there a lot better um, to know I could you know vent and talk to these people, and, and they had my best interest at heart. Did not expect that. I'm glad you said that. They need their oat as well. Uh, really quick before we let you go, what was like the overall feel in the house when Hayden was sent home? <sighs> that was, like, was a good question. I was shock, relief, exciting. So when he was sent home, yeah, that this when he sent home. Okay, it was. I think it just re mostly reminded me, especially that this is very real. Uh, it's a very real thing. If you know, you can go home uh, at a moment's notice. Um, Do you think he deserved it? I don't. I don't want to speak for him. I, I mean, listen. I, well, I, I mean, you heard. I mean, did you catch any of the stuff that he said? I mean, it was caught on mic. It was caught in person. It was actually. It, it was actually mouth. really hard for me. It was hard for me to hear. I was actually. I was at a bar watching it uh, with some friends, and every time things happen, people are like going crazy, and you're trying to watch. I should probably rewatch that episode. Yeah. Um, I I think Hayden has the best intentions at heart, right? Especially with his dog. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot to be away from something you love. Yeah. Um, Very true. So to, to be in that position, I, I can't imagine it. Um, I just hope that, you know, him and Rachel are, are, are doing okay, respectively, right, in their own heads. Let me ask you a different way. Was Hayden, <laughs> like the things that Hayden was caught on camera, the show has the receipts of the, some of the things that he said. Do you feel that his personality was valid in saying those things? I personally think that. He definitely has good intentions, but I've also said, I don't want to see his ass in paradise. So you were there in the house, right? Because I love to learn about someone that was actually there in the house. Do you feel like he says some yeah. off the wall stuff sometimes? Not to me, never heard that. Okay. Um, I saw his conversation, I think with Ethan and James, maybe. I think that's where they were sitting outside. Um, uh, poor choice of words. I'll, I'll say for that sure, for sure. to say the least. Yeah, you, you, for sure. To say, to say, yeah. Poor, poor choice of words. Again, in the moment, it's stressful. It's hard. You love something. You're meeting a new person and you want them to care, you know, care about the thing as well. 
poor choice of words. I you know I think he regrets saying them. I know he does, right? I'm Every, sure he, I'm he, sure he, he does. Posted about it. Uh, it sucks. Anytime someone makes one of the girls upset, um, it's always hard to watch. And hopefully, um, hopefully, just it doesn't happen in the future, right? I think I think he learned a lot, right? I don't think Very he'll well probably say, say stuff like that again. Um, Very well said. You did a learning experience. Job protecting your homie. How happy are you that you are focused on Gabby and not in a situation like Logan is in right now? <laughs> I think it would be unfair if Logan really does have feelings for the other side, if he were to just remain on, on Rachel's side. So while it sucks, you know, to look at and to watch, um, you know, I think that he did have the best intentions of the girls at heart. And when he made that call, I don't know, but when he made that call, I would hope that he understood that he might just go home, right? If Gabby, you know, you know, isn't feeling that way and Rachel's like, yep, I don't want you here either. I think if he had the comfortability of going home, I think then his intentions were pure, right? Um, he's definitely risking, you know, kind of teetering on both sides. Um, but to answer your question, Brian, I'm happy. I'm in my Gabby. I'm in my head corner. Um, I'm, I'm not leaving. Gabby's amazing. I, I really can't wait to get to know about her. Happy and focused. She, she really is. The she key. really is. Yeah. Uh, and man, before we let you go, we have to ask. This is Talking Now. We appreciate you being here today. What is your gem that you would love to let our listeners hear? Ooh, the gem. That's right. I, <laughs> I think it... Uh, I think this is a, this is a quote. Um, I was really stressed one day I came in, I didn't kind of get a job that I thought I, I should get. Um, so I was talking to a military role model of mine. Um, he's in my, my chain of command, but off the books, closed door, we were, we were talking. I used, you know, one of my role models then still is. Um, I was kind of going off about, you know, this, this, and this, I'm better than this person. I deserve this. Again, we talk about deserving things, not getting them, all right, being frustrated. And I was telling him, I want to be great. I want to be, you know, a general. I want to be great. I want to do these things. Um, and, and I used the word great. And he was like, all right, sit down. And he said that a great man is not necessarily a good one. And that kind of took me back for a second. Um, we have a lot of great men and women out there, right? Um, but are all of them good people? And so that was his lesson to me was like, you should your goal should to be a good person, a good man, be a good officer in the army, you know, or good in the private sector, be a good person. And their greatness might come later. Uh, but if your goal is already being set at great, you know, 40 years from now, you're going to get lost along the way. You're going to be so obsessed with, you know, wanting that greatness, you know, being this person, you're going to get lost, you're going to lose yourself, you'll make more mistakes. So that's just kind of something I've taken with, taken with me um, for the past couple of years. And, and I think Love it still it. holds true. It, it's kind of a timeless quote. Man, we talked about a lot today, man. I'm happy we had you on. <laughs> I, I love to get to know you for sure. Yeah, you're, you you're coming you're on. Thank you. Yeah, no, Mike Brian, you guys are awesome hosts. Thank you for making it easier for me, right? Um, not, uh, I'm not an expert <laughs> like you guys are, uh, but no, I really appreciate you guys. Um, I listen to you, I've been listening to you guys a lot recently, so I appreciate it. Um, Mike, I think Connor, Connor says, hey, um, but um, <laughs> Again, I appreciate it, you guys. Oh, and yeah. one last question. One last, before we let you go, we got to ask. Let's say things don't work out between you and Gabby. <laughs> Can we see you on Paradise, potentially? I mean, is that something that you would be open to? <laughs> I, I'm just enjoying dating Gabby right now, um, for sure. Uh, see, Brian, he's good, Mike. He's good. Brian, that's why I didn't even ask good. the question. You got to, like, that question, <laughs> when it comes to Spencer, you got to throw that in there good. It's like I don't like broccoli. You gotta throw it in there, good. Even then, even then, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna be a straight arrow with that. No, he's no. good. He's not gonna he's give good. us anything. <laughs> good answer, well, Spencer. Spencer. Uh, if you are on Paradise, uh, we would love to see you. If you continue to make Gabby happy, we would love to see that as well. So, uh, thank you for being on talking out today. And can't wait to Good see what best. the future has for you. Appreciate you, man. Spencer is someone that I would like to get an old fashioned with. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, I definitely could see you guys vibing in a big time way with your backgrounds. Yeah. I feel we'll just, like, I mean, you guys are two men that were in the armed forces that have represented themselves extremely well on the show. Like so he's far, doing fantastic. Yeah, he's doing fantastic. 
Like, yeah. hopefully he keeps it that way the rest of the season. Sure but his showing so far, like, respect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's, definitely so. I'm glad he brought up the fact about, because I've never had this conversation with someone that comes from the forces and the vulnerability aspect, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember when yeah. I was on the show, people were saying, oh, Mike didn't cry. He's not ready for this position. I'm like, break the hell out of here. I've done and done and did things that are tenfold harder, so this is not making me feel like I should cry, right? And so I'm glad he brought that up. But he still is able to show his vulnerability, you know? And so uh, amongst all the other things, I, I really, I would love to talk to him more. He was really cool to talk to. Absolutely, man. I loved his gem and, you know, just his whole story about West Point. And, I mean, he looks like he's doing big things, man. So he has a bright future. Yes. and He has a very him, bright future. Yeah, wish him nothing but the best, uh, whether it be with Gabby, Paradise, whatever the case may be. But anyways, to all of our listeners out there, we hope you loved the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And just like we told Spencer, here on Talking It Out, this is about our guests and it's about you, our listeners. So if you have any insight, any opinions, any stories, Please don't forget to like DM us those things. And just as a reminder, guys, make sure you tune in to The Bachelorette every single Monday at 8 p.m. on ABC or you can stream it on Hulu. You know, we always love to hear your opinions, your stories and your insights. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow. Message us on social at Talking About B as a Bachelor, N as a Nation on IG. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Listen to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And baby, you already know, don't DM me no more until you get the subscribe. We love y'all. And last but not least, make sure you guys are tuned in this Sunday, ABC, Celebrity Family Feud. You have Bachelor Nation versus Bachelor Squad. Who is it going to be? 8, 7 Central. Make sure you guys are watching this Sunday, ABC, Celebrity Family Feud. We love y'all.